0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Oh, off and running on this Saturday, January 65th. I feel like this is the 65th, day. Doesn't January feel very long this year? Is it me? Maybe it's me. They say it's January, what, 27th? I feel like it's January 6th. I'm going with January 65th. You say tomato, I say tomato. What's going on, people? It is... The Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. How is everyone feeling on this Saturday morning? Along with Harvey Cruz and Joe Leo. Welcome in. The number, of course, you know. 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Gordon Damer. TikTok. Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon. And I know I say it every week, but man, we got a jam-packed three hours. Some laughs, some tears. You'll learn some things. You'll forget some other things. But I guess where we got to begin is with the headliner, right? Joe Joe Leo's return this week after having the sniffles last week, but being up at nine o'clock in the morning, but not able to work. We'll get to that in the course of the three hours. But we got to start with the headline. The headliner is, of course, we have made it. We have made it to championship weekend in the NFL, the AFC championship game, the NFC championship game. Some might say best weekend in the NFL. I would disagree, but some will say this is the best week. These are the four best teams. And I would say this is generally when, if you're a die-hard NFL fan, this is when the depression really starts to set in. Because it's almost like we are being slowly weaned off of the NFL, right? We, we start back in September, and when you sit down at Sunday, after the opening game, whatever that game is on the Wednesday, you sit down that first week, you got the full slate of games, 1 o'clock games, 4 o'clock games, the Sunday night game, you know, you got a Monday night game. And then slowly but surely it starts to, starts to drift away, right? We start losing the Thursday night games. We lose the Monday night game. But then we have big weekends, right? We get to the football, the the playoff weekends. And we got games on on Saturday and Sunday. But now, now we're just down to the final four. The Ravens, the Chiefs, the Niners, and the Lions. It starts out where everybody's teams are there. But now there's just those four. And and I got to be honest, it's a bit depressing. It's depressing because the one thing that you... If you're a diehard NFL fan, the thing that you love the most of all is slowly going away. But it's also depressing because if you're not one of those teams, you get to see, you're not getting to see your team, but you have to see how good your team has to get to be one of those teams. Especially in the AFC, where where things stand now. The AFC has become the have and the have nots at quarterback and it kind of feels like a coach as well if you don't have mahomes or lamar or josh allen or joe burrow or maybe even now cj stroud or or maybe trevor lawrence we'll see it definitely feels like if you don't have one of those guys how are you going to beat those guys because you're going to have to beat those guys probably more than one of them year in and year out for all the talk of parity. There ain't no parity in the AFC, at least not right now, and it doesn't feel like anytime soon. And even a coach between Andy Reid and John Harbaugh, now Jim Harbaugh back in the in the league with the Chargers, we'll see how things work out. But I think what brings us all together this week in our depression is this week we all have to be Lamar Jackson fans. We are all Lamar Jackson fans. It is up to him. We're in his corner. We are riding with Lamar Jackson this week. Because much like Obi-Wan Kenobi back in the day, Lamar, you are our only hope of two weeks of just incessant Kansas City Chiefs dynasty, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Isn't he the best? (laughs) Oh, just two weeks that'll just make you sick we need you, he needs it, Lamar Jackson will never have a better chance to get to a Super Bowl. This is the year, man. This is the time. Seize the day. Seize the opportunity. That's why that Bills loss last week was such a killer. You're at home. You got the MVP. Your team is deep. On offense, on, de- on offense. they can play any game that they need to play. The defense can beat you in a thousand different ways. You need to win. Lamar Jackson, you have to win. For you, for me, for my sanity, for your sanity, nobody is facing more pressure than Lamar Jackson this week. And the AFC, man, the AFC and the NFC are not the same. We'll see this every once in a while, like the two conferences are different. The AFC now, man, is a gauntlet. And it's it's all well and good to be the MVP, a second MVP. Not that many guys have won two MVPs in the NFL. But if you win an MVP... And you don't get to a Super Bowl, man, boy, that feels empty. And and whatever they when when did they announce that? The week in between the Super Bowl, the the NFL honors, or whatever, the night before, where whenever they announce the MVP. If that happens and the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, that is going to say you will hear it and be like, oh yeah, great, give it to Lamar Jackson. But who cares? He's not in the Super Bowl, so everyone is pulling for Lamar in the AFC. I think everyone's kind of pulling for the Lions in in the NFC. How could you not be right? Lion fans. It's one thing to not have your team in it, but when your team's not in it, you don't want the team that torments you to be in it. The Lions have never done anything to anybody. Even even if you're a fan of a team in the NFC North, have the lie? what have the Lions ever hurt you? They're they're harmless. Those Lion fans, they've squandered their entire NFL fandom for as long as they've been alive. This is their chance. And And look, I'm not a big the NFL is scripted kind of guy. There's a boy. There's a lot of those people popping up. But it is kind of perfect, right? You got the three teams that are there. It seems like every single year, the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Niners. And then you throw in, you throw in that team, that underdog team, that team that's never made it. Throw in the Lions, make all the other teams think that, hey, maybe someday my team can beat. They won't be. But it gives you that hope. It gives you that hope. And that's what you're looking for on an NFL weekend where it's slowly starting to drift. It's like watching the sun go down. Still got a couple of minutes, but the darkness is coming. The darkness is coming. It's right around the corner. And hopefully, we ride into that sunset with Lamar Jackson, and we ride into that sunset with the Detroit Lions. So as the NFL is winding down, which is usually a hard time, you got no more NFL. you got to wait until the baseball teams get rolling. But this year, you got to admit, this year's a little different, right? And why is this year different? Because this year, we have the Knicks. We have the New York Knicks. The Knicks are ready to pick up the baton from when the NFL ends. Really, even before the NFL ends. But they're ready to pick up that baton when the NFL goes bye-bye. Here come the New York Knicks. They have something legitimate to be excited about. It is your New York Knicks. Usually you got to wait until the Yankees or the Mets. This year, well, you're probably not going to have that. Well, the Mets, clearly you're not going to have. Mets have punted on the offseason. If you had to grade the Mets offseason, it would be an, a clear F. If you were the teacher in that class, you, you would have no option but to give it an F. They've punted on the offseason. They've basically already told you they're not trying to win the Yankees. We'll see. But the Knicks, they're exciting. They're talented. They bring it in every night in a league where that doesn't really happen. And I think at this point, there's been lots of talk about Knicks' expectations, right? What are the expectations? Are the Knicks title contenders? Are they contenders for uh, the, the conference championship? What is the expectation? I think at this point... It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear what the Knicks' expectation is. So coming up, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We will get into what that Knicks' expectation is and why I actually kind of hate what I'm hearing with a lot of people about the Knicks. So we'll get into that. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Just getting started on a Saturday. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. And uh, the crew is back together again this week. Now last week Joe Leo was out with the sniffles. He uh, he was diagnosed with the sniffles, so he was not here. Oh, he was awake. He was texting me at nine o'clock, getting ready to listen to the show, which I did find a, a little. Now, Joe, are you an early riser generally?
0: No, not generally. Now, uh, did it, you set I'm the opposite, alarm to actually. wake up? At yes, 9 I o'clock? did. Why? Because I show? want to support the show. Yes. Oh, okay. Now But you were
1: sick. That would have been that. That's the day to to sleep in. That's the day where time stands still when you're sick.
0: Well, I got nine hours. I woke up promptly at nine o'clock. Turned uh-huh. on the app, and I didn't listen all, listen all the way through. I listened oh, to well, portions of it because right. I was falling in and out of sleep because I was sick. But hmm. I did listen to I want to say, forty percent of the show.
1: 40 per, so that's it i'm, I'm just good for 40 percent.
0: well when i'm sick and i'm mm-hmm. falling in and out of consciousness yes that's all right. i can give you sorry
1: interesting interesting set a he an alarm to wake up and then he listened to me and then boom it could, he couldn't even control ah oh, I, I the sleep is coming on oh, he, he couldn't he couldn't help himself is it me is it does sound a little insulting it does sound a little insulting if you now, want to take Harvey, it that
0: way what's that if you want to take it that way sure
1: I think that's really the only way to take it. You woke up, you, were re- you, got, you just said you got nine hours of sleep. You had all the sleep that you needed. You tuned into the show and you fell asleep. The most you could do was 40%. And let's be honest, that's probably you in the moment realizing, oh, if I say any less than this, what, what's the number I can throw out there that this guy will at least not complain about it? It's probably, it's probably less. It's probably less. Now we got Joe back this week. We got Harvey still here this week. Harvey, are you now are you have you come down with whatever Joe had? No, thank God. Not yet. I'm still here, thank God. You, do you feel it starting to make its way through your your system?
2: No, I mean, I am sneezing a little bit, but oh I'm doing good. I'm still here uh-huh. so.
1: So, what you're saying is next Saturday you will not be here. No, I'll be here. You sure? Yeah. You going to lock that in?
2: Uh, what's today? 27. Next week is I think the next week is February. February the 3rd? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah,
1: be not- there. All, right. All right. Lock it in. All right. Well, it's good to have the boys back together, and uh, it's good to have you along the way. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And uh, I, I did want to kind of touch it. Look, the, the phones are, are open, and we'll talk about the NFL throughout the show between the, the conference championship games, the Jets, the Giants, the, the draft. We have Mel Kuyper's first mock draft. It's mock draft season, people. So we'll go through uh, Mel Kiper's uh, first mock draft, and uh, plus the Belichick stuff. A lot of boy, some of the Belichick takes that I've heard here in the last week are just lunacy. But we'll get to that. But I did kind of want to open up with the Knicks because, as great as the NFL is, it's nice to have something alongside it, and and something that's going to last a lot longer than the NFL, and that is the Knicks. And um, the Knicks face off against the Heat this afternoon. Game you'll hear right here. On your home for Knicks basketball. Our coverage gets underway 2 30 this afternoon. And as great as the win was the other night against the Nuggets, and it's like all of a sudden, um, not Nick fans, Nick fans have been there the whole time, but it's all of a sudden like the national NBA talk has now centered, oh, you know. The Knicks are the Knicks are pretty good. Like they haven't been paying attention this entire time, and whenever they did pay attention, it was just as a way to kind of slight the organization or to slight the team or their players or whatnot. Um, but now, oh, but wait, what? You know, now that I'm noticing the Knicks blowing out the Nuggets by 40 points in a complete destruction, you know this team is uh, is not so bad. It's not so not so bad at all. Not so bad at all. And let's be honest, as great as that win was, today's the more important game. Today's more. you got to go and take care of business against a heat team that is reeling. They've lost five straight. They just got waxed by the Celtics the other night. And it's so bad. I have seen that people are questioning the heat culture. Oh, my God. Not that. They're questioning the heat culture. And I'll be honest with you. I did not get that worked up. About the the Nuggets win, which was a great performance, start to finish, soup to nuts, start to end. It was fantastic. But here's the thing. You don't have to get that excited about that Nuggets win because there's more to get excited about than just that game. The Knicks have shown there's evidence of them being a really good team. There's more than enough evidence that it was not just that one blip or that one game. Now, it's the defending champs and all that type of stuff, so it's awesome anytime time you can do that. But we've had other Knicks seasons where they'll have these wins that kind of seemingly kind of come out of nowhere and, and you can get all hyped up about, but it's, it's kind of empty. You know, it's just a one-night thing in the course of a long regular season where most teams outside of the Knicks don't bring it every single night. So there's more than enough evidence that the Knicks – are a really good team outside of just destroying the Denver Nuggets at home, right? It's the 11 and two with OG and the, the best uh, defensive rating in the NBA since the trade. And you have to be honest, the Nuggets were at the end of the long road trip. And it was clear that it was a night where outside of Jokic early, they just never showed up and the Knicks do show up. They show up night in and night out. But there has now been a lot of talk about, hey, what what's the expectation for this Knicks team? Where where can the Knicks, are they legitimate contenders? Can they take down the top teams in the East? I think the goal this year is pretty simple. And the goal now, if this is the team that they are going to be, if this is not just a product of beating the bad teams, which they've done a fantastic job, but competing and beating the good teams like we've seen against Minnesota or we've seen against, um, uh, against the Nuggets the other night or the win they had against the Bucs, it's pretty simple. The goal this year has to be Eastern Conference Finals. When you're an organization like the Knicks, who are turning it around after decades of uh, of ineptitude, each and every year, the thing you want to see is progress. And it doesn't have to be all at once, and and it's usually better if it isn't all, all at once. But that's what you've seen from this Knick regime. First year playoffs, last year it won a playoff series. So if you're going to be progressing if you're if you're getting a if you're taking each step of the ladder along the way and building it as you go as the Knicks have done this year the goal clearly has to be Eastern Conference Finals and I think that's a fair lofty goal but I think it's a, a fair expectation your reach should exceed your grasp and Eastern Conference Finals that's a a lofty but fair expectation for this Knicks team Eastern Conference Finals, which I don't think they've been to, what, since 2000? Was that the last time? I think that was the last time. And this is an exciting time. This is a fun time. And there's a lot going on with the Knicks, especially after like a signature kind of performance like they had the other night. But I think there's other two things before we get to the phones at 1-800-919-ESPN that jump out to me. One of them is external, and one of them is internal. So let's start with the external first which kind of alluded to, right? Knicks are a really good team. And now all of a sudden, they're starting to get the attention of, of outside the Knick universe. They're getting better. They got room to get better. And they're they're a fun watch. And it's funny, I saw a tweet. Do you, five years ago, the Knicks played on this date. And they're starting lineup that day. You ready for this? Five years ago. Frank Nielakina, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kevin Knox, Lance Thomas, and Noah Vonley. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to be hearing the name Noah Vonley, of course. But the Knicks have kind of been the talk, right? They're they're, they're the team that's kind of come up here and, and, and surprised. And now all of a sudden there's more and more focus, more and more praise on the Knicks. On the Knicks. And I will be the first to say, as a Nick fan, I, I don't want I don't want the talking heads on our side. I don't I don't want the the Charles Barkleys and the Stephen A's and whoever whoever's talking us up. I, I I want it to be us against them. I want it to be us against them. So when I see that Jalen Brunson was not voted as an All Star starter, I think to myself, fantastic, that's great. I don't want him to be. Keep sliding the Knicks. Keep, keep that. Don't lose that in- intensity. Don't lose that intensity. Whatever little extra motivation players can get, and we've seen the great ones use any and all slights, sometimes imaginary slights. I think it's fantastic. I don't want the Knicks to, to be voted all-star starters. I don't want them to go to the all-star game. I want it to be us against them. Because here's the thing. And if you've been around long enough, you know this is true. The people in the media, a lot of them that are praising the Knicks now, will be the same ones taking extra delight in ripping them when they lose. You know it, and I know it. So I would say, don't lose that intensity. Don't, don't. You're right. Jalen Brunson's too small. The Knicks can't win this way. Blah blah blah. blah. Don't lose that intensity. Keep it up. Don't switch sides now. I don't want you on my side now. You're too late to the party. If, if you're only starting to realize, hey, you know what? The Knicks are actually doing a pretty good job. They're not there yet, but they're making progress and they're making smart decisions. If you're only starting to realize that now, I don't want you on my side. Clearly, you're going to ditch my side at the first possible exit, exit ramp. You know it, and I know it. So that's the external thing. The internal thing is, and this is going to hurt some Nick fans. Nick fans, you you kind of you kind of owe Tibbs an apology. You got to be honest. You did not think that he was going to be he was going to do as good a job as he has done. And I get it. I'll be the first to admit I, when when they first made the change to Leon Rose came in and they were going to make a coaching change and. I heard the name Tom. Th- I, I, I know the, the, Tom Thibodeau. He's he's a win now guy, and uh, I don't look at this Knicks team as being a win now situation. So I didn't want not want him at the start, but you have to admit the guy's done a fantastic job, and he's done a difficult thing. The Knicks have done a difficult thing; they have won while building, and that is not easy to do. There's a lot of people who will say they're going to do that. But that's hard to do, win and build at the same time. It's, 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 it's making the second job, the building, harder by winning. You're kind of working against your, your best interests in some ways. And in terms of coaching, how do you judge a coach? Getting the best production out of what he has available. And I think that that's clearly between Randall and Brunson and the centers and the team and the defense. He has done that. So I know Nick fans, a good portion of the fan base, they have spent the last four years happy with whatever success they've had, but also keeping an eye on, on the coach and not trusting the coach and not liking the coach and, and really overly critical of the coach. At this point, you got to have to lean into it because the more the team and the organization tailors the team to the coach, the better they've gotten. And the better the production has been. So you, you might not like them. You might not ever love them. But I think that a lot of you do owe them an apology. one eight hundred nine one nine. 919 espn is the telephone number. one eight hundred nine All right, let's go to the phones. one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 3776 Did I say that? The phone number. I don't know if I've mentioned it. But it's 1-800-whatever. Uh, all right, let's go out to uh, Marvin is in the Bronx. Marvin, what's going on on this Saturday morning? What's
3: well, so up? Good morning, G-Man. Look. Of course, I'm excited about the Knicks, but i got to talk about the game tomorrow. Sure. Um, look, I I think it's Lamar's time. I yeah. just get that feeling, and it's hard to bet against Mahomes in and, and that game. But the thing I'm really proud of is my football observation, because last year when the Lions came into New York and beat up on my Giants, I said to my wife, this is a team to watch. This is a coming team. I don't think they'll beat the 49ers in that building with Shanahan. And, um... But, you know, this is a team that to watch, and I think there's a great future. And kind of looking back on history, they're kind of overdue. <laughs> but, yeah, you think? You 55 know, yeah. years, though. Know, like, they, you talk yep. about long suffering. People have died, are buried,
0: and still mm-hmm. winning
3: when they're going to win again. But um, switching back to the Knicks, uh, I'm very proud of them. And um, I'll say Eastern Conference Final. And I'll, I'll throw it out there. Yeah, I mean, and look, I wanna Marvin. Say, I want to say one thing to you, G-Man. Yeah, Um you do a wonderful job every week and I look forward to I get excited and look forward. I can't start my Saturdays without talking to you.
1: Oh, I appreciate that, Marvin. Well, it's always a pleasure to take your call and uh I appreciate it. Those are very kind words. I don't get them from a lot of people, but uh that that makes it mean all the more. So, thank you very much, Marvin. Yeah, I mean, look, in terms of the Lions, yeah. Could you imagine being a Lion fan? There's a It's kind of macabre to think of it this way, but that's where my mind goes sometimes. People have lived their entire lives rooting for the Lions and got nothing. I mean, you talk about nothing. We we talk about fan bases like when the Bills lost last week. Oh, it's so tough being a Bills fan. Bills fan. You think it's tough being a Bills fan? Try being a Lions fan. You got nothing. Nothing. Years where you didn't win a single game. Forget about, like, modest expectations. There were no expectations. So, yeah, no, the The Lions are, are well overdue. And I think that for the Knicks, as I said, you want to see progress. The only way you could have progress with this team this year is to not just get into the playoffs. And I think they've kind of solidified their spot with the OG trade where they're part of that second group of six. But now they're trying to – you're trying to hopefully crack that top three as well or at least put yourself in position that in a second round playoff series you can beat one of those teams now I think that beating the Celtics is is pretty tough but the Bucs seem like they're kind of in a little bit of chaos right now with everything going on and that just shows you boy coaching to a certain degree in the NBA (laughs) I guess it doesn't matter you read the reports about the Bucs it seemed like complete chaos and it was Game of Thrones behind the scenes and yet what they 33 and 10 or whatever they were when they fired the coach but between them and the Sixers, hey, get the Sixers in a second-round playoff series. Wouldn't be the first time they're disappointed. So I think, yeah, that has to be – it's one thing to have expectations, and Nick fans' expectations are sometimes uh, a little bit, you know, come back to me here on planet Earth. But I don't think that it's it's reaching too far to say – the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals this year, that should be the goal. And it's not the only goal. I'm not saying, oh, you get to the Eastern Conference Finals and then you lay down. You take it from there. But you won a playoff series last year. You made a trade that has now kind of put the the team on a better footing in terms of a team, in terms of putting guys in, in actual roles. It's one thing to have the talent that they had, but it didn't really mesh properly. Now you're starting to see that it's meshed properly. And it tells you that uh, it's not the big flashy trade, but it, that's better that it's not the big flashy trade. That's still to be that's still to be made either this year or next year or whenever. But to to be able to identify a player who you can use and 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 put into a spot where it makes your team better, that's not the big flashy trade. To me, that's a sign that the organization actually has a plan and they actually know what they're doing more so than other regimes that have run the Knicks or other regimes that have run other teams. It's easy to make the the big splashy trade. It's easy to go out and trade everything for a superstar. I can do that. It's about identifying you can do that. Even Harvey and Joe, they could probably do that too. Harvey, I'm not. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Let's go out to D in Queens. D, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
3: Um, I actually want to build up on what you just said. Like, I legitimately think that the Bucks and the Sixers could lose in the first round, forget the second. So if the Knicks can't get up to two or three, they should fall to six on purpose because it would just help them out. I legitimately think the Sixers are a mirage and Speed is already complaining about his knees and the way Nick Nurse runs his players into the ground is a big reason why Giannis didn't want him and the Bucks are a chaos. Like um, Lillard is a net negative for the team because he messes up their defense dramatically and What's the name is just old. I'm Chris Middleton, so I legitimately think I can see the Pacers, the Knicks, and the um, Cavs all beating the Bucks or Bucks or the what's the name, the Sixers in the first round. Straight up, like that's the best bet for the Knicks. They should either jump up to two or three or fall down to six or seven. Seven is dicey. Will fall down to six. <laughs>
1: I don't think that. The, yeah, I appreciate. Look, Dean, and I thanks for the phone call. Um, I don't think that the Knicks. Hey, let's drop down to Sixer. Let's drop down to the play-in. I, I, sports is beautiful because we don't know how it's going to play out. That's the beauty of it, right? It's the ultimate reality show. Uh, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that that's going to happen. I and and look, uh, with the way the Knicks are playing, they're what two games behind the Sixers now, and uh, I think the Sixers are really good. I think the Bucks will eventually kind of figure things out. So getting up into that top 3 seems a little unlikely right now but there's still a lot of season left to be played here. So if 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 the Bucks issue the Bucks have made their big move, right? They they've changed the coach and now it's got to work. If that chaos continues, it's a bad sign for them moving forward. Same thing uh, uh look, uh, Embiid's issues with his health they they're not going away. So that, that 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 has to be the goal. And I I agree with you. I would like to I'd love to be able to get to to three and and see where things go from there and and avoid the Celtics in the second round, but you don't get to control that. You can only control what you can control, and right now, the Knicks are – and it's almost like I don't even want to kind of focus on what the expectations are because I'm enjoying the ride right now. As I said, the Knicks are – they're a good team. They're getting better. This is is the, the climb. Uh, and, and the climb is a lot of fun when you haven't been good in a very long time. And the Knicks have, they're, they're, they have room to get better as well. They have another deal that's going to be made at some point to kind of strengthen the bench. So um, this, is, this is a good time to be a Knicks fan, and it, you have not been able to say that a lot before this regime got here. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Very important announcement. It is the final week of the Super Box Bonanza number five, and your last chance to get your box for the big game. All qualifiers will get a twenty-five dollars Fanatics gift card and a chance at one ten of uh, one of ten Super Box prizes. Listen, mornings DPH Ron Rothenberg. afternoons Barton Hahn, the Michael K Show. This year's big game payouts are five hundred in the first and third quarters, thousand at halftime, final score payout of two grand that's nice and it's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey and Security Dodge come get some for full contest details go to superboxbonanza.com 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 it is the Gordon Damer Show Uh, now Joe and Harvey are back this week Joe was out last week Joe uh, have you been able to pinpoint who got you sick I, when I get sick, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, as soon as I feel the first sniffles or the, the, that sore throat that you feel at night, that's usually my first symptom is the sore throat. Oh, wait a sec. I'm, I'm like swallowing it. It feels weird. As soon as that first symptom hits, I all of a sudden become like a detective trying to figure out who it was. Where do I place the blame for this illness? It's not my fault. Somebody has infiltrated my, 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 my system And now I'm sick as a result of them. And I like to be able to point the finger and say, hey, you, you got me sick. Have you been able to determine who got you sick?
0: No, I'll just mark it up to public transportation and my own devices. I will say shoveling the Tuesday before probably didn't help. Me getting well, sick. Get you sick. You don't get sick from shoveling. No, but being out in the cold. Like if you were. You no, know, you
1: don't get you don't get a cold from being out in the cold. You get it from a, a virus that gets into right, your. Right, but if got you
0: If you're feeling the, the onset their nose washing their hands. of a cold, mm-hmm. and then you go out and shovel.
1: Well, sure. That physical Physical, activity. uh, Sometimes physical activity can actually help you get the
0: endorphins going. Yeah, but not shoveling. Maybe going for a run or going to the gym, but not shoveling.
1: No, it's the same thing. You think your body knows the difference between lifting a weight and shoveling?
0: I would like to think.
1: No, that's not. That's uh,
0: lifting a like twenty pound weight and shoveling two inches of snow is not the same workout.
1: Well, actually, I think the shoveling is is a pretty good workout. You get your knees involved, you get your back involved, you. I think no, I think it, I think it actually is. I think that that's good for you. It gets the uh, the uh, endorphins, the immune system. It kicks in the shovel. So you have not been able to play. See, that's I think your mistake. When you're sitting there, especially when you you can't move and you really that's when you really focus your energies on. Who did this to me? That's the way I do it. I figured that that was the way everybody did it. Usually it's my wife. I usually I usually blame her first. She's a school teacher, she's around kids. Uh, just a petri dish of disease
0: oh that's like a minus 400 favorite at that point oh
1: easily absolutely she actually said to me the other day you you realize you're not kissing me on the lips in the winter time i said well i'm 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 worried i don't want to get sick i don't like being sick so now she's now she's made me feel bad now i'm gonna probably next week i'll probably be on the couch with uh with joe leo all right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We're talking a lot about the Knicks this morning, the uh, the NFL Conference Championship weekend. We're certainly focused in on that. With the two games tomorrow, we'll have our picks. The perfect postseason started out so well. We started 4-0. And since then, it is not, last week, not our best week. But I have been in uh, contact with, uh, who is that kid? Uh, Keyshawn Butte. I've talked to him. He's had some information for me. And we're going to pick – oh, we're going to have the the, the the run of the postseason. The best is still to come. Let's put it that way. Yes! The perfect postseason. is not perfect, but a perfect conference championship weekend. That's that's what's on tap for a little bit later on. But let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, Terrell is in uh, Brooklyn. Terrell, next up on the Gordon Damer
2: Show. Yes, how you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you,
2: man? This is not the easy thing in the world to say. I mean, mm-hmm. not too hard because I you know, went on my way to call it and say it. I'm I'm not a Knicks fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a Heat fan, but I must admit, what you guys are doing is extremely impressive. You know, as an objective basketball fan, it is nice to see a team that actually runs sets, actually likes to play defense, where everything's not about the pick and roll and the three point line. It's it's getting a little tired. Like it's entertaining, like seeing Lucas score 73 and B score 73, but. I feel like every game is whoever hits hits a bunch of threes and that's pretty much where it's at today. But it's nice to see a rugged basketball team like like us, the Miami Heat, where we you know, we get out the mud. So I appreciate that. I just wanted to give you guys your flowers, but not too much because we play today and I plan on beating you guys. So I just All wanted right. to say that. Appreciate All it.
1: All right, well I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate the kind words, but uh we don't want them. We don't want we don't want we don't want your flowers. I don't I don't want people being on the bandwagon. Not now. I appreciate that at least you the people are are not ripping the organization for every and and any move at all just based on the fact of who made the move. It was the oh, it's the Knicks move. Wow, it must be a terrible move because the Knicks made it. But uh, for all your kind, where well, I don't want them, you keep you keep your don't don't switch it up now. In the words of Michael Irvin, keep that intense. Don't lose that intensity. Keep that intensity. You pick the side. You got your side. I don't want you on my side now. Uh, this is not This is not. Uh, we are the world. This is not everybody comes together. It's us against them. I love us against them. I can see why coaches love us against them. It's fantastic. Makes you hate everybody except us.
4: Let's go out to Spike in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? Well, listen, the chances this morning when uh, they finally have uh, betting in Florida and uh, they give you a free three. Oh, they, three they parlay, have, is that true? You know? They have betting in Florida now? Yeah, they just opened up. Oh, is They're that right? Some, I didn't know. I yeah, it just opened up a month or two ago. You know, I, I'm up at a dollar or two, but it's not, but I saw three, parlay where you get the, if you get two, you get one back, one of those deals. And mm. the two were Miami Knicks game, obviously, it's a natural. And then one of the football games, you could pick one, two, and the third one at plus eight thousand was a Noah Vonley mentioning today. There you go. You didn't you didn't expect to
1: get some Noah Vonley talk on a Saturday morning.
4: I almost clicked it, and then I would have shipped you down to Florida so you don't get sick. Look, and by the way, by the way, you should have hung up on that last guy. What are the chances of a a Heat fan calling you today? No. This is the game. This is the game we want. You know, we talk about it after every game, the regular crew who calls you a Larry, 9 to midnight, Monday to Thursday, free plug. And uh, I'm happy about everything. And this may be the game we want more because of the rivalry and being in the same conference. But listen, I- I'm good with everything. You've got, you always mention ceiling and floor like you're a painter. You know, I'm going to put the drop cloth down and what color do you want the seal I'm with you, Gordon. If you get me to the second round and we're competitive and we win at least two games, I'm good. I'm good. I realize Boston is loaded, but I still think the outcome of the Drew Holiday and the uh, Damian Lillard trade just changed the, the, the difference in both teams the way they play. You know, Milwaukee's suffering on defensively, and Boston, you know, he's, uh, Damian Lillard's better offensively than Drew Holiday. But uh, I'm not afraid of anybody now. I'm not saying we're going to win, but we're going to be competitive. And uh, last thing, so you know how you talk and you, you, you know, they listen. You always said you had an Apple Watch or something and you're walking yeah. by the school. Remember that story. So I'm telling my wife about, this I about the Knicks, she knows the best for being around me. And I put in these big men who get into technical foul trouble. So who pops up? Of course, Rasheed Wallace. And he's F-bombing Tom Thibodeau. And then he says, well, I was with Boston in '07, and it was, uh, I was on a, a veteran's minimum. And he says, well, he's a good coach. Oh, he's a great defensive coach. But I wouldn't give him the right time of the day because he didn't play me enough. He was at the end of his career. Also made $180 million. He was a terrific player. but he's on that 12-13 team. But the, here comes, he's just killing Thibodeau. And those type of guys, you know, those journeymen, the, no, the Knicks no longer go for. All I want to see is beat the teams we've been beating, 19-0, and 0, and be competitive today. Look, if they lose today or win today, it's a close game. It's not going to bother me. I prefer to win. What do you say?
1: Oh, no. Yeah, Spike, thanks for the full call. they, they got to win this game. They, they got they, they, It's all well and good to have the big, splashy wins like the Nuggets or, or you know, defending champions, but this is, this is the nuts and bolts. The, these are the teams that you're actually competing with to get that four seed. Uh, So if you beat the Celtics when you play, them, that's fantastic of the Sixers, the teams that are above you, but you got to beat the teams that you're on the level of. Because that 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 ranking, having the home court advantage in the first round, I think is important. And where you rank, I I don't want to be six. I don't want to be behind the other team. And and it seems like for the first time in a long time. And I, look, it's the regular season, so sometimes the Heat seem vulnerable in the regular season. But they've lost five in a row. I think they came off what their worst like defensive performance in like 30 years. They are vulnerable, and that's sometimes when they're the most dangerous. So I don't want some some backslide, and that would be the that's the old Knicks. Sometimes like everybody's praising them, everything looks good, and then all of a sudden they go out there and have a performance where. They don't. They don't. They don't bring it. Like they, we've come to expect from this group to bring it every single day. So this one, as great as the Nugget win was, this is the more important game. They have to go out there and and get this win today against the Celtics against the uh, the Heat. And uh, we'll have that game right here on ninety eight point seven FM ESPN New York with our coverage getting underway uh, at two thirty. It's got to Raymond and Limbrook. Raymond has uh, something on shoveling. Raymond, what's going on?
2: Hey, how's it guys? How's it going, guys? So uh, I heard you guys talking about shoveling, and I think uh, one of you said that it was a good workout. Is that true? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. So it's uh, it is most definitely not a good workout. Shoveling is one of the most dangerous things that people can do during the wintertime. Well, uh, that's there, that's, there that's people. Well, see, the problem is, happens. is it's
1: it's people that don't generally exercise. And then they go even, out there. Even, though,
2: even, even those people that don't generally – the people that do exercise, it's still a dangerous activity. The cold weather restricts the capillaries, makes the blood a little are bit Are you a doctor, Raymond? Fact, no, but I've looked into this a lot because uh. it's a dangerous thing. You know, uh, the, I, I, I'm not, not going to say I'm a doctor, but uh, one of the things is that your feet are stationary while you're doing the exertion. So what's happening is that you're not moving – you're not pulling the blood back up from your legs as well. Mm. And, uh, it crea- and the, all of the exertion is upper body. You know, you're really not lifting with your legs. It's mostly, you know, lifting with your back, with your arms. I mean, obviously proper technique is is better, but uh,
1: people But Joe, be going but out see, there, Joe all was saying that snow, that's what got him sick. Out. That He was he was making it out like being out in the cold was ma- what him, made him feel worse as a result of his cold. Being well, out in the cold does not give you true. a cold
2: what's that well no no but it can lower your immune system enough that you know whatever it was you were fighting off uh it finally got a hold of you and uh, was able to replicate enough that it caused you a lot of problems all right well everything's in everything's in balance but i just wanted to clarify that shoveling is not a good workout it's very dangerous most people should you know think about carefully whether or not they're going to shovel because uh if they have any raymond
1: do you have a snowplow business
2: no, but okay. I do have a snow a snow machine. Right. Okay. Is, uh, right. But you have no you uh, have no
1: is... financial benefit in this. No. All right. No, All right
2: absolutely. Right. I appreciate I the mean, phone. I mean, hell, call. it didn't even snow in New York last uh, last winter, so it wasn't. A I know problem, it was fantastic. But this year, you know, it's, we're getting a lot. Great. We're probably going to get a little bit more. I think so. I got it. Anyways. All right.
1: Thanks for the phone call. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN is the telephone number. One 3776 I still think it's. I I never see anybody keeling over that was in shape to begin with. I, I'm just saying. And you would think that those kind of stories would, would pop up if, if they took place. So you're fine. You're good. Don't worry about it.